it finally happened. We've been waiting for so long. Sixers fans have been waiting for so long. Welcome to Inside the Green Room, Harrison Sanford. That is Danny Green on shit, the SiriusXM Podcast Network. And if you're watching us, you're probably a very happy Sixer fan on NBC Sports Philadelphia. James Harden is a Philadelphia 76er. Danny Green sticking around for the ride that could lead to a championship. We are recording this shortly after the trading deadline. There is an interview that we did with Tyrese Maxey earlier in the week. Stay tuned for a little piece of that. If you want the full entirety of it, you got to look at our podcast feed or our YouTube account. But we have to talk about the beard joining with the process. Uh, Danny, immediate thoughts when you saw the trade go down. Um, it happened so fast, man. I was shocked when it happened. I thought it was going to come down to the last hour, which it, it almost did. Uh, but it came sooner than that. And we were leaving the facility. You know, we had practice. We were supposed to have practice. Doc was like, you know, it's going to show film because we don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't want to have to, you know, it's a humane thing to do. We don't have to have guys, you know, in the middle of practice, have to be taken out of practice if things go down when we're practicing. So, you know, you guys do what you need to do, watch film, get some treatment, get some shots up, and then, you know, we'll go from there. So as a lot of us were leaving the facility, that's when it, when the news broke and then, you know, guys had reactions. But at that point, Seth and Drum were already gone. I just just said uh, peace out to Drum, shook his hand. He gave me a – he must have known something because he gave me a, a good handshake. Uh, we hadn't discussed it. I was like, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you another side. And then, um, you know, he left. Uh, Seth had been it's gone like at that point. about to go do a bit. It's like about you know to go do a bit or something. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen, bro. So Seth has already gone at that point. We don't see Ben anymore. So, um, but, you know, there's a lot of text messages going on. Matisse, a lot of people's names in the air. People wondering what's going to happen, waiting, checking their phones every couple of minutes. Uh, when it happened, I was one of the last people to leave the facility. Furcon was actually the one that told me that it happened. And then I checked. And I was like, oh, man. And um, you've seen what, what both sides got. So it was like, all right, where do we go from here? Obviously, I'm excited. You know, we got a point guard now that's going to play. Um, we had Tyrese, but we have another point guard um, and an all-star point guard with James Harden. Uh, ben was out. He didn't play much. He was gone and, and was our all-star point guard, but didn't play most of the season. So you know, I'm excited to have another playmaker like, like James. Um, you know, we did lose Drum, who was very good, and Seth, another scorer. Uh, but we'll see what the lineups are. We don't know what the lineup's going to be. I don't know how Doc's going to play it. I don't know if he's going to do a big guard front with, with James at the one and me and Matisse at the two and three and Tobias and, and Joel. That, that makes us, you know, pretty long and active defensively. Or he might do an offensive front with the two guard with Tyrese and, and James and, you know, maybe have Matisse or myself and then Tobias and flip flop and then Joel. Um, so we don't know how, how he's going to do it. You know, it's above my pay grade. That's his decision. But I have not spoken to Doc yet. I have not spoken to Daryl yet. Um, we're just you know waiting to see how it plays out. And from my understanding, James is still coming back from a hamstring issue. And we'll see when he joins the team after he takes his physical and everything else has to do medically. So I have to imagine. So you've played in the league now 13 years, one of the, the hallmarks of your career. And when you when you look back in your career 30 years from now, you should be proud. And I'm sure your friends and family are going to be proud of the amount of winning that you've done. I know you probably have one of the highest winning percentages as a player. So when the trade happened, did you immediately start to think, okay, championship is back on the table? Um, I thought we always were a contender. Even before the trade happened, I thought we were a dangerous team to play in the playoffs regardless of who we had. But now that we have them, of course, I still think we do have a long way to go. We did lose some depth in our, in our bench. We lost, you know, we gave up three for, for one. 
Um, so that's always tough um, offensively and defensively with the drone. We need another backup center. Charles Bassey has been great for us the times he has played, but we definitely need another backup center. Um, and we might need some other scoring off the bench. I don't know, but we have shake coming back soon uh, coming from his injury. And then, you know, we don't know how Doc's going to play at this at the lineup. So uh, we could have Tyrese being a scoring threat for us off the bench with him and shake. We don't know, or he could start and somebody else can come off the bench, but we don't know how it's going to go, but, um, that backup five position is going to be tough for us. But Millsap, I think, is great for us. Him giving us another stretch four option with him and George coming off the bench, George Niang and, and Millsap being able to stretch the floor for us gives us some more shooting depth, um, which will be huge for us. But we definitely are missing a center and some rebounding when we, we lost out on drum. Uh, from my understanding, I think uh, the thought would be you don't necessarily have to play or the, the emphasis behind a, a big man behind Joel would be just kind of neither here nor there, because if something ever happened to Joel, like the season's kind of shot anyway, that's mm-hmm. kind of like the operating uh, procedure there. So you don't really put too much investment behind that position. But that being said, you've, you've played against James, you've guarded James, you see how well he can elevate uh, centers. We've seen what he's done for Clint Capella. Uh, there's probably some uh, confidence that he could do the same, maybe for Charles, Paul, whoever might uh, come in there in, in general. So I wonder, uh, Danny, mm-hmm. now that you see it in its totality, you are now in, let's say it, the biggest rivalry now in the NBA. Uh, have you started to envision what that might look like? Matchup between you guys and, and Brooklyn? I mean, people are throwing things out there already. Um, they're already showing the lineups and how it would be. I, I don't look at it that way. I look at it a game at a time and see how we can build from it. Obviously, all the games are going to be exciting, but that one for sure is going to be exciting. And it all depends on who's healthy and who can play. Um, I wouldn't expect, I don't know if KD will be back during that time or not or where he's at. I don't know if Ben will play that game or not. We will see. Um, but if he does, it's going to be exciting and intense. But if we ever match up with those guys in the playoffs, I think it'll be a hell of a series for sure. This is how I know you're, you're a veteran because right now you're so tempered. You're so like, Still take it day by day, practice by practice, game by game. And I know just from talking to some friends who live in Philly, looking at Sixers Twitter, they are on the opposite realm of the spectrum going ecstatic. Uh, are you prepared for that energy, that level of expectation that comes with a rejuvenated fan base? Oh, for sure. We've been waiting for this all year. Obviously, we expected it to happen when we had our full squad last year, number one in the East. If we got our whole squad back, which we weren't able to, I don't think we've played with our whole roster, our full roster yet this season. Um, even without Ben being with Ben being out, I don't think we've had a healthy full roster or guys without COVID or not injuries playing for us. Maybe I might have played two or three games with everybody that we had on the roster, but without Ben. Uh, but including Ben, we haven't had our full roster, so. We expected that energy to come in this year, but with Ben sitting now and, of course, some injuries, you know, I feel like the fan base was kind of at a standstill pause and seeing what happened with him. Uh, now that we have James here, I'm sure that the whole city is rejuvenated. And, yeah, I'm, we're definitely ready for that. I'm sure James is, too. Uh, the question is, uh, is our opponents ready for that? You know, we're going to see when Brooklyn comes into this arena or whenever, whoever else comes into this arena, are they going to be ready for that type of energy? Uh, and hopefully, you know, they stick by us throughout the whole you know process. And you know, now we have the beard. It's going to be a fun show, hopefully. When you've played against James Harden over the course of your career, obviously mm-hmm. he's a tremendously talented player. What is the one thing that he does on the court that you say that could lead us to a championship that you didn't already have potentially on the roster? Obviously his playmaking, but the way he gets to the free throw line. 
his IQ uh, as a player of shoot from perimeter, but his IQ of getting guys in foul trouble. Joel's getting bigs in foul trouble, him getting guards in foul trouble. We could foul out a couple guys. If we have to slow the game down, we can, but we could also push the pace. But his vision and not with his IQ, those two guys, drawing guys and getting guys in foul trouble, getting us to free the line, allows them to get in rhythm and allows us to get easy baskets, which you're going to need in the playoffs. So with that, with those two being what they are, that threat, I think that can definitely take us over the hump. I have to imagine, I know you've you've been a trooper this season. I have to imagine that at least I was like, I like to see guys play to their full potential. I have to imagine now James being there kind of slots everybody back into what maybe they should be. For example, you should get, there's a certain amount of three point attempts that you should be taking. Yeah. There's, there's a certain amount of dribbling that Furkan Korkmaz probably shouldn't be doing as a lead point guard, which he's had to do. Yeah. Tobias Harris, we've seen him go through it this year. He's obviously playing well recently, but maybe he's better figuring into the offense as a For tertiary sure. catch and shoot option. I feel like you guys can feel like, all right, now I can play my game. And now what I do well can be elevated because this thing is the cloud is the cloud of darkness is has passed. Sure. Definitely. That's what I mean when I say get up and down. Now our guys can just get up and down and be shooters. Me, myself, Furcon, Tobias, he doesn't have to do as much playmaking. He can catch and go, make his quick decisions and just, you know, get to the, he doesn't have to come up, pick and roll as much or wait or, you know, do more than he had to when Ben was out. Uh, now that we have James doing that, um, you know, it's kind of, he plays kind of similar style type of play with, with Ben, with getting, you know, the pace and get up the floor and creating plays. Um, so that'll make or allow guys to get back to their natural, normal position and play the natural basketball, which we had last year. And that's why we're so effective. I think, you know, we're only two games behind in the East. If we continue to, you know, play the way we're playing and add him, I don't see why we can't be in the top three in the East or at least not number one. It's the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams in Super Bowl 56. Hi there, everybody. This is Lindsey Rhodes. And if you want analysis for every angle of this exciting, surprising, legacy-defining matchup, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. Our guests and conversations aim to make you a savvier football fan. We're going to cut through the lazy narratives, and there are a lot of them. The low-hanging fruit, none of that. If you want to be the smartest person at your Super Bowl party, please subscribe and listen wherever you stream your podcasts. New episodes up every Monday and Thursday. So uh, you mentioned that uh, you guys were in the facility today. Uh, was there any sight of Daryl Morey? Have you guys kind of seen him? I wonder like how that nope, interaction goes down. Yeah, he'd just be in the him. darkness. <laughs> so he might have went in Doc. So we saw Doc. We saw the coach staff. We watched film. So Doc owns his office. We did not see Daryl. I'm sure he was working and making phone calls in his office up top. But uh, no, we didn't chance to speak to any of those guys. And I think Doc canceled practice to avoid that so that we didn't have to take guys out of practice or for him coming down and making those decisions and making, removing guys from practice. So, um, yeah, it would have been it happened. It, it sucks. It was a year for, a year with Seth. Drum had half a year with him, you know, a year and a half with Seth, well, a full year pretty much um, with Drum. And, of course, last year with Ben. Um, didn't get to play Ben this year. But, you know, seeing some of those guys that we call our guys go is, is never easy. Um, bringing in some other new guys that you get a chance to play with. Hey, I'll play with some great players now. I can add another one to the list and see how I can operate and play with him. I've had battles up for 13 years, challenging each other. I've always been a mutual respect, show a lot of love, and, and even in the playoffs. So now hopefully we can you know, make something special happen together. So as a, as a student of the game, you've been fortunate to play some pretty dope franchises, pretty great situations. It's, I imagine as you study the game, and you, you and I talk about front offices all the time, Mm -hmm. You have to be like, man, listen, I, I got to my GM 
knows it has to be feel good to know that your GM knows what he's doing. Like you don't have to comment on Al Horford, but Al Horford for you, just because of the money being paid. Well done. Josh Richardson for Seth Curry, considering the impact that Seth Curry has had. Well done. A once in a lifetime I'm out of control circumstance where an all-star is refusing to play for your team and you don't know how to deal with them, leveraging going left and right, fan base begging you to make a trade that you don't really want to and to end up in this situation. I know you don't evaluate. You evaluate players, right? Because you're a player. But you you, mm-hmm. know, you also evaluate front offices. Evaluate I have no, to imagine. Daryl is winning. And, you know, people thought you see the Kyrie situation, you see the Ben situation where guys sit out or not getting vaxxed. Obviously, Ben got the trade he wanted, but he, to me, I think he lost in this, in this battle. He had to lose out on more than half the season. Um, he's going still to a contender, but Daryl's got a lot of things done here, and I still don't think he's done. I think he's going to find some other pieces to where he can add to this group and to make us a championship contender. Um, but at the end of the day, he's making all the, the, the great moves. He's making some great decisions, and he knows what fits and what happens. And now it's just up to the, the coach staff to put it together. For sure. Uh I think that's pretty much it, Danny. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I think all the Sixers fans are excited. I, I do. I, I'm almost curious, too, right? Uh, I would say, uh, as somebody who's covered different teams in Cleveland and L.A., Toronto, uh, how would I say this? I wonder if the the negativity that came from the process era, the process years, right, and not seeing it come to fruition. Obviously, winning a championship would be great, but I wonder if there's an overall just exuberance and optimism that was never there before, because this is a bona fide star coming in on top of Joel Embiid being a bona fide star homegrown. I have to imagine that, like, this should be a very exciting, optimistic, uh, encouraging time from the fan base because they have to actually feel like they had it. Like even when Ben was there, you guys are number one seed. You never really proved it, right? He never that mm-hmm. team never really proved it. He never really proved it. I feel like this is a proven has the potential to look like a proven product because of the talent of Joel Embiid. And as much James as you Harden. try to see it as proven, we still have to go out there and do it. We still have to prove it. Um, but yes, we do look like a more polished product, as you would say, um, with the people and the experience that we have. And it looks like we could, capable of getting it done. Um, so at the end of the day, I think both sides got a good, I think both sides got a good win. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so Katie talking earlier, said both both sides got what they wanted. Um, you know, obviously Ben wanted to trade. It happened later than usual, but we didn't want to trade him. But if we we're going to trade him, we're going to trade him for somebody that's worthy. James is definitely worthy of, of a guy to trade for. Um, so it's going to be said, they have a great team over there too, when healthy. They got Seth and Drum. Those guys are really good. We have our lineup. So, Instead, if we ever see those those match this matchup in the playoffs, um, or even sooner with guys teams healthy, it's going to be a hell of an atmosphere to, to to be in and to watch up close. You know how it's going to go, Danny. You know exactly how it's, it's going to get go. physical, man. You it's get- going to get physical out there. I have some. If we get Joel back on the pod, we have a good story. If we get James on the pod, I'm sure there'll be some good stories. But we definitely, after those games, we will have some good podcasts to talk about how they went insiders behind the scenes and what's going to happen or what has happened in those games that people may not see up close or hear about there's gonna be some trash talking for sure because even last time we played brooklyn there's some trash talking there's gonna be even more now oh, it's going to another level more now fun. it's going to it's going to a whole nother level now i wasn't even talking about that i was just talking about because you, you you know the story of your uh your national tv appearances you get on national tv they're actually about lebron you get on national TV, they ask you about Anthony Davis. You get on yeah. national TV, they talk, ask you about Joel and B. Add James Harden to the list. Yeah, that's shit, James Harden. <laughs> yeah. 
So oh, that's the story, the story of a, of a role player, man. You know, you got to get used to it. And hopefully, you know, the, the, the not hopefully it does. The positive outweighs the negatives. I'll talk about these guys all day as long as I keep winning. For sure. I mean, I'm again, I'm happy as somebody who's watched it. I think you actually have a legit opportunity to win. So I am legit happy about that and optimistic about what can happen for you. And I think uh, you're going to be playing with the guy who's going to allow you to play to the best version of yourself. So now that James Harden is a member of the Philadelphia 76ers, the, yes, the presence that James, that he fills in for what Ben Simmons did not uh, provide this season, at least from a production standpoint, if not more. Uh, I say all that to say now it feels as if you have a legit chance, uh, a realistic chance at winning a title, which means four titles with four different teams, which means I think you could make an argument if it gets done, you can make an argument for being the groat, the groat, the greatest role player of all time. Yes. Now, I would have said the the, the groat, but that greatest, you know, role player, I just made it one. Work, yeah, yeah. easier that way. It sounds better <laughs> mind you it would be nice it could be an honorary thing but we forget that some guys out like robert ory seven rings he had three with the lakers three with houston two with houston two with san antonio correct so yeah, yeah. i could probably be the groat too maybe or groat squared <laughs> or something i don't know but yeah that that would be a hell of an accomplishment so um the biggest thing that said obviously winning championships is always uh, a goal of mine. I think the, the next biggest thing outside of that to finish off my career would be a gold medal. I would love to play for the Olympic team, um, but that would definitely make, you know, a hell of a ending to my career, be able to get one in another city and then also playing for Olympic team. So if I can do that, I would definitely love to be considered the Groat. Danny Groat Green, as opposed to yeah. Three Rings Green. Danny Groat Green. I think it might that might that might have a play that might have a play on it. Uh, again, that was a little emergency podcast. We had did an interview with Tyrese Maxey earlier this week. If you're watching NBC Sports Philadelphia, you could see a snippet of it right after we send it to break or say goodbye. Uh, and then you can find the rest of it on our podcast feed uh, for those who watch or listen to us on the podcast feed. Uh, I guess we'll be doing some fun things very soon. I guess there's some MVP candidates who could be on deck. 76ers, Nets, Daddy. I think that's March 10th. I am considering leaving sunny LA to oh. come to Wells Fargo Center. For Are you that. now? Now you're finally making an appearance to Philly, huh? Interesting. James Harden gets to town. Now Harrison wants to show his damn face. <laughs> wow. Hey man, hey, I, I'm on record say I'm on record saying I was not leaving LA to come to Philly until the trading deadline is over. And now that it's over, it's on the table. Such a but I need man. confirmation. I need I confirmation you. from Ben that he's gonna play. Because I'll be upset if I come all the way out there and he's still and he doesn't good show up. Good luck. Good luck. There's no confirmation coming from that man for anything. So good luck. Let alone you don't know if Kyrie's gonna play, you don't know if KD's gonna play. So but you go ahead and get your ass to Philadelphia for March 10th and see how that goes. Uh, in the words of my Twitter account, when I referenced the Ben Simmons situation, I got to see it through. So we'll yeah. play. We'll see how it works out uh, again. Thanks for uh, listening, watching, subscribing, rating, reviewing, read rates, subscribe, review. Shit. Yeah. There's two podcasts inside the green room, IG green room inside Twitter. We're going to get that one changed soon enough. Yeah. The, wait, the wait is over. 
Danny, I'm I, Danny. I'm actually I'm actually saddened for you now though, because you're no longer now in the biggest drama in the NBA. Oh, that don't. It's never so too it was late. A good, it was a good. It was a good ride. <laughs> it was, but it's never too late. You never know what's gonna happen. We'll see how it plays out. The rest of this can't go on wax. Goodbye. Serious XM Podcasts.